Happy Sunday and holy ball sack. I just did that sound right there. This one. And Maddox must have came in here, guys. I think my eardrums just exploded. It. I have my headphones on and it was on full ass blast. Like that was holy as if I wasn't already kind of awake. I'm for sure um, awake now. Holy shit. Happy Sunday. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Brunch with Des B. I'm Des, also known as Des B. And this is a podcast where you never know what you're going to get. Everyone has these cute intros. Hi guys. My name is Sarah. And today you're going to get some tips on how to grow, glow, and slay. I'm so excited to have you today. And for, for me, I'm just like, listen, um, another week, another vibe. Like, I don't know what we're going to be talking about today, but not really. I actually do have something I want to chat about today. And that is about failure, how to get comfortable failing, how to get comfortable trying. And maybe whatever you're trying doesn't work out that good. Maybe you end up not being good. Okay, and I want to tell you one thing that I'm not good at. There's plenty of things, and we'll get to this, but I'm, I was never good at tennis. Yep, was never good at tennis. And again, we'll, <laughs> we'll dive into my trauma with tennis here in a little bit, but I have a lot to talk to you guys about today. So honestly, are, are we going to get a longer episode today? Like, I don't know, but by the looks of it, you bitches have been horny for some brunch with Desby. Okay, I've been getting DMs every week like, Des, I already can't wait for a new episode. Oh my gosh, I was so sad when I realized today wasn't Sunday, whatever it might be. And um, that has just like made my heart flutter because I just love podcasting so much. Like I wish I could do YouTube, I really do. And like maybe that'll come back in my cards one day, but I've always loved just talking and having a platform where you guys are probably maybe on a hot walk, maybe getting hot in the car, maybe working out, like knowing that I can join you anywhere and everywhere is just really cool. And um, that you can listen to me doing whatever and you don't feel like you have to look at me because trust me, you don't want to right now. I am wearing my robe and my collagen eye masks and I just look like a piece of crap. So anyways, it just makes me feel really special to know that so many of you guys have been loving the podcast and have really stuck with me, or maybe you're new here. Um, I know a few of you are new listeners too, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, obs I'm obsessed. No, like I'm obsessed. <laughs> Please tell me you guys know what TikTok sound that is. Please. Okay. So anyways, I'm very excited. Um, today, before we even get into it, I should be, you know, T TBD. I should be having a giveaway with Ken's Customs on the Instagram page, all right? So if you do not follow Ken's Customs, who we had on last week, the owner, Kendall, if you do not follow Brunch with Desby on Instagram, please make sure you go do that. Um, we're, we should be giving away like some holiday kits and it'll be really fun to join in on that giveaway. So make sure that you're doing that. Speaking of fun, you guys know I went and got my nails done this week. And I was so excited. Guys, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm kind of slaying this short nail look. And if you guys haven't done short nails in a while, like, can I, can you please tag me when you do? Because I know I'm inspiring some of you guys right now. You're like, well, well, if Des can finally 
embrace short nails, like I'm going to go back. I know some of you guys are thinking that, and that's not a bad thing. I'm glad I can inspire you to just embrace natural shit. Like, and I'm not saying I'm not here for like fake shit, fake lashes, slay, microbladed brows, slay, um, fake tits, obviously slay, Botox filler, slay, fake nails, slay. I don't care what you do, but I do think that it's nice and refreshing when we can sometimes kind of like go back into this like natural-esque look, right? Like no makeup, slay, you know, whatever it might be. So I hope I can inspire some of you guys that you don't need the long ass nails. You don't need the fake lashes all the time. Take a break, embrace your beauty. I know with lashes, you feel like a fucking naked mole rat for a minute. Oh my God. That's the worst thing about having false lashes is feeling so you feel so ugly. <laughs> ah! Okay. So anyways, my point is short nails are a vibe. I keep wanting to say short nail summer, definitely not short nail summer. So yeah, that's, that's not what I'm speaking here, but, um, I really love it. And I really think that short nails are going to be my new go-to. So I have another appointment in three weeks and I have builder gel on and it's called builder in a bottle B I B. And, um, the girl that does my nails nailed it by Kennedy. I'll make sure I share her Instagram again. She just did such a good job. It's fun. It's fresh. Like I was still able to do a little design and I got in and out in an hour and a half. Now I didn't have to like soak my nails or anything, but, um, it was still awesome. So next time going back, I have my buff bunny holiday party and I have my really pretty like pinkish purple dress. Oh my God. You guys had to have seen it on my Instagram. It was, it is iconic. I've decided to go with that dress. So I'm really liking, um, my short nails for that, but I'm like, okay, by that point, they'll be a little bit longer because like this builder works so well. So I'm thinking of just doing maybe like a French tip, something very like elegant, just so it matches the vibe of the holiday party. Like, let's be honest, but we'll see. I could always maybe do like a, a pink chrome French tip, kind of like a Khloe Kardashian moment. If you guys saw her nails that one time. So speaking of nails, love them. And then I also got some new rings and bracelets. And there's something about accessorizing your hand when you have nails, but especially short nails. I feel like it kind of brings up the vibe a little bit. So if you're wanting to go short nails, go get yourself some new gold jewelry or silver, whatever you prefer. But like, go get some like fake gold. Like, I'm not telling you to go spend drop dollars on this. Okay. Like go get you some fake gold. Okay, babe. And, um, spruce up your hand. It really like adds some vibe to a short nail. I'm, I'm literally just admiring my hands right now. Usually I'm so insecure about my hands because I have athlete hands and by athlete hands, what's that mean? What that means is my shit has been broken, twisted, dislocated, smashed. Like I, my hands are fucking ugly. Like I, I'm always so insecure about my hands, specifically my fingers, because I've had my hand broken before. I've had my fingers broken before dislocated my fingers, smashed my fingers, like especially in basketball. Like, I mean, it just terrible. Right. So ugh. anyways, love short nails. You guys are going to have to let me know who's going to get short nails next. Please join me please join me. Let's try to grow out our natural nails together. Let's fucking do it. Let's do it. And then we're all going to test 
our were our words per minute on the keyboard and we're gonna see how much fucking faster we are with short nails but honestly it's kind of a breath of fresh air so anyways i'll link my nails um not my nails my jewelry and my like to know it make sure you guys follow my like to know it i have this crazy goal going on right now and i told you guys on my sunscreen and sarcasm account i don't know if you guys follow that on instagram it's kind of my private account I, I don't do like much there that's like crazy. It's just a private place. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I can share more. I control who follows me and who doesn't. And I just, I like that it's not just like public, you know, it's like a private account. So anyways, that's just sunscreen and sarcasm. Literally just one word. Um, It might be sarcasm 2.0. Actually, I don't remember. I got one of them banned. Anyways, I was on live the other night for like an an hour. It was like embarrassing, but we were just chatting, talking. And I was like, you know what? Do you guys ship or sale golden goose shoes? And if you guys don't know what golden goose shoes are, they're these shoes that basically come fucked up, but they're like designer shoes. Like, let me look them up right now while I'm on, while I'm on here with you guys look them up with me. It's literally just goldengoose.com. They have a storefront in Detroit where you can go and actually customize them. So upon entering the website, you're going to be like, um, gross sparkly shoes. Cause they do have some chuggy shoes right away. And then you're going to scroll down a little bit more. You're going to be like $30,000. Not really five ninety five seven ninety three fifty seven ninety five sixty five seven ten. Okay. So some crazy prices, right? Then you go down, they have a little bit like of different styles, but I'm talking about their specific like OG, like superstar sneakers. All right. I have a goal of buying a pair of these. This is, this is what I want so badly. Like I think, I personally think that they're cute. I think they give off a vibe and I'm always looking for like a go-to shoe that I can wear with jeans or like sweatpants, some, something, right? But here's what I'm always nervous about. When I get a nice pair of white shoes, I'm scared to wear them because I don't want to get them dirty. And I think in a very odd way, that's where the golden goose are like legit because you don't feel like you have to like keep them clean. I don't know. It's such a weird mental thing, right? Like, isn't that weird to say? Anyways, so when I was on live the other night, I told them, I was like, listen, I want like, this is my goal to treat myself this year. I want golden goose shoes. There are these ones I found on revolve, Revolve revolve.com. And they were like 535. All right. So I was like, oh, I was like, all right, bitches, how many, how many, um, eye gels do I need to sell? How many eye gels in mass kits do I need to sell to get golden goose? You know what I'm saying? And, um, they literally did the math. They're like, um, I think it was 50, 63, 63. So I have to sell 63 eye masks. So if you guys go get your eye gels, go get your eye masks. Whenever I share links, and again, this is me being 100% transparent. This is part of my job. I love doing it. And literally any of you guys could do this too, for real. So I might like to know it. When I share links, I usually make a commission. Now this could be as little as a dollar. Every website has different commission opportunities. What you're going to see about a lot of people is that they're always going to shop through Revolve. And you know why? Because Revolve pays out pretty fucking high. All right. So if I link something from Revolve, I'm going to be making, I think, 
it's like an 11% commission. That's pretty, that's pretty fucking legit. If I link something through Walmart, Walmart just increased their commission. It's 12%. But then if I go link something from what's one that I did, um, let's say Amazon, Amazon, you get like 2%, right? So people who are usually linking shit, they're going to link stuff from those higher end stores, right? That's why a lot of the times I'll be very transparent. Lately, I've been uh, linking from Sephora.com versus Amazon because Sephora, number one, it's like the same price, but I'm going to make higher commission off Sephora. All right. I'm just being transparent. So, Hey, 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 go make yourself a like to know it. I don't give a fuck. Go, go get your bag for sure. Share it with your family, share it with your friends, put it on your Facebook. Hey guys, if you want to buy these shoes, use my link. Anyone can do this for real. Like it is not an influencer only thing. It's not a me only thing. Anyone can try to sign up for a like to know it and get one. Anyone can be an Amazon affiliate. I am not gatekeeping. Go off. So even when I go order, I'll sometimes make my own referral link and then I'll shop my own link (laughs) so that I make money. So my point is, if you go buy an eye gel pack or a mask kit, number one, let me also just preference. I've been on this shit for over a year and a half. I've been using these eye gels. These aren't fucking new. Go back, go back in the archives. You'll see me still wearing them. Okay. And I'm pissed that I haven't taken the opportunity to link them for the past fucking year. I'm fucking pissed. Okay. Anyways, when I share my like to know it link full circle moment of the eye masks or gels that are $78, I'm making $8. Okay. So if, if we got, if we got 60 of you over the next couple months or whatever to go get you some eye masks, I'm being transparent when I tell you I'm work, I'm selling, I'm hustling eye masks to get my golden goose. I'm being very transparent here. All right. A very transparent where I'm eye gelling for golden goose. And I just want to lay that out there. So go click the link in the bio description box show notes today. Go slide, go slide the coin to me, the $8 coin. And let's, let's celebrate when I get my pair of golden goose. Cause I'm going to try them on. And you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll get fucking crazy. Maybe we'll do a fucking huge ass giveaway and I'm going to give you guys a pair too. Wouldn't that be something? I don't know. I think that would be kind of fucking cool. I think that would be fucking cool if we both got the same, me and one of you guys got the same golden goose. But there's got to be a spend limit. (laughs) I'm not not buying you guys $700 pair of shoes. Let's keep it like sub five. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, um, I just kind of, I kind of laughed at that. So this, this coming week, guys, I'm not going to lie. I got something coming up. It's been on my mind. Um, it's been on my heart. It's been almost a year coming and that is Archie surgery. And I just want to ask you guys for vibes, prayers, if that's what we're into right now. Um, positive energy, fucking aligning your crystals, doing your tarot cards. I don't fucking know whatever you believe in, whatever you do. I just ask for you to um, place those feelings and emotions of positivity over my family this week. I'm very much nervous, um, very much anxiety ridden. Um, and I found myself in a lot of like negative self-talk to myself because it's kind of like manifesting the stress is manifesting in different ways. And it's making me feel like 
I'm a piece of shit, like for whatever reason, right? Like it's like, I don't want to think about it. So it's just like making me feel bad. Like it's just making me feel like a bad, like I just suck. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. Okay. It's, it's just like weird. And I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I just really want to get it over with. And I really want them to just heal right up and be, be well. And so just, um, send love for this week. Um, with that being said, his surgery is going to fall on our recording day, which is Wednesday. So I'm going to try to record the podcast on Tuesday. Therefore might miss, you know, there's not going to be an update in it or anything like that. But, um, I do just want to make sure we have a, what, uh, a episode for the following week, you know, for next week and whatnot. So, um, stay tuned on my Instagram, stay tuned on brunch with Desby. I'll post an update, you know, I'll let him know, let you guys know how he's doing. I'll probably TikTok it. You know, I'm, I know I got a lot of people that have been invested in his journey and praying for him, thinking of him, sending positive vibes for him ever since we found this birth defect out last Christmas. Well, before, right before Christmas. And, um, I just want to see, see it through and share his journey with you guys, as well as any other parent out there that might find themselves in the situation of a CPAM as well. And, and a very scary diagnosis. Um, so that is coming up this week. And I just wanted to take a moment to let you guys know that, um, that is occurring now and, um, would really just love some positive vibes and energy going into this week for us. Um, speaking of this week, I'm fucking sore. Okay. Like I'm so sore. I have been testing four weeks for gains workouts and the first workout of the split is called Sunday sermon. And it is in fact, in fact, inspired by brunch with Desby because every Sunday we have our sermon and I want you guys to go out and then do the Sunday sermon workout. So anyways, I did this guys. I'm so fucking sore. I did 60 pounds on split squats because I finally got wrist grips. I finally got Versa grips. So I was able to hold some heavy ass dumbbells, right? 60 pounds in each arm doing fucking split squats. Yeah, that was ridiculous, but I did it. And, um, on top of like the rest of the workout, it was only six movements and I'm so sore, but today I'm going to go hit an upper body. I'm going to roll out a little bit, roll out my lower body. So four weeks for gains is releasing next week, black Friday. You do not want to miss it. 48 hours, $48. We'll talk about that next week, but, um, I did just want to throw that out there. I'm fucking sore. I'm sure you guys have seen this on your TikTok if you're on there. Hopefully you're on this side of TikTok, but there's this uh, creator right now, like Tara's World or something. She's never come up on my TikTok until there's slander about her, which is like terrible. But in this case, the slander was like kind of funny because I guess she was talking about some like Harry Styles concert or something. I don't know. I didn't really go to the source. Okay. I'm not fact checking here. Something about Harry Styles. And maybe they were trying to get her like, it was something like balcony tickets. And she said, no, like I'm going to be in the pit. (laughs) But like the way she said. (laughs) Okay. Hold on. I have to find it. I have to find it for you guys because this fucking audio clip was so funny. Okay, hold on. Finna be in the pit. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Uh, hold on. Yeah, like, in the place of, like balcony ticket. I was like, no, like I finna be in the pit. Like, is there <laughs> <laughs> Oh my 
pit seats. Like, I was like, I paid almost $2,000 for these pit seats. I need these pit seats. She was like, mm-hmm. yeah, we can replace them with, like, balcony tickets. I was like, no, like, I finna be in the pit. <laughs> no, like, I finna be in the pit. <laughs> so anyways, um, I am finna be in the pit in the Eras tour. Okay. Is anyone, has anyone else gotten tickets for the Eras tour baby? I have a friend who is doing the Lord's work and getting us tickets for Cincinnati show. So if you're going to the Cincinnati show, July 1st of next year, let me know. I have always been a Swifty, but I'm not like one of the obsessive ones. Okay. With all due respect, let me backtrack. Teardrops on my guitar comes out. Tim McGraw comes out love story comes out. We are mesmerized by Taylor Swift. Every single girl. She wears short shirts. I wear t-shirts. She's cheer captain and I'm on the bleachers. Dreaming about a day. Yep. When you wake up and find that what you're looking for has been here the whole time. If you could see that I'm the one who understands. Man, you're That's exactly how we were all fucking singing it back in 2009. So anyways, point, point is, sorry for that ad break of Taylor Swift. Um, I've always loved Taylor Swift, all right? I've just never been the person who's like, I have to go to her concert. I have to have a poster of her. I have to have all of her CD discography or whatever. Like, I I just was never like that. The only person I was ever like that with was Justin Bieber, for real. So I've always loved Swift. Now, the thing is, earlier this year, I will will outwardly admit, and um, I put it on TikTok, that I have an unpopular opinion that Taylor Swift is overrated. I specifically said, listen, she makes bops. She makes bangers. I will be listening to her new album, but I will say when she releases an album, you would think that that God is descending from the clouds. And I just kind of giggled about it, whatever. A lot of people actually agreed with me. Some of you guys were like, Des, I can't agree with this. And I was like, listen, I love you guys. This is all fun and games, right? Like we're just messing around. Regardless, when I tell you when Midnight's came out, I was shocked. I was shocked at the songs. I kind of felt this like vibe come back of her, like almost like poppy, a little bit of like, a little bit of reputation energy. So a little bit of like 1989, like, I don't know. I just really love the style of songs she created, like a little bit of pop, a little bit of folk. Like, I don't know. I just really really enjoy this, like the whole album, like honestly, really love it. And, um, so when my friend was like, dude, do you want to go to a concert with me? I was like, honestly, at this point in my life, like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. I'll go to a concert. Cause I feel like if there's one thing Taylor has, it's, it's money. And she's not going to put on a half-ass show where she's just sitting in the middle of an arena with a microphone. She is going to be on her hands and knees doing some crazy choreography with some elaborate outfits. My sister went to a concert back in 2018. And I think like she had a light up bracelet that pulsed with her fucking music, like just insane amount of money she has to like pour back into her performances. And at the end of the day, that's exactly what she is. She is a literal performer, right? She's not just an artist. She can make great music. She can sing it, but she also can perform it. And I, I will, I will respect that through and through. So I'm going to be in the pit. 
no, like I'm going to be in the pit of Era's door. <laughs> Best believe I'm still visual. When I walk in the room, I can still make the whole place shimmer. So yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Okay, now here's the last thing that I wanted to chat about before we get into our shows real quick. And have you guys ever looked up purity balls? Purity balls, like a, like a dance, a purity, like a ball, a ballroom, purity ball. I looked this up a few years ago. I fell down this rabbit hole. I don't know why, but I was there. And I remember the purity culture phenomenon back in like, was it 07, 08? Jonas Brothers had purity rings. Miley Cyrus had purity rings. Selena Gomez had purity rings. And we're all just going to pretend like like they didn't have them. And they didn't just throw them off one day and we never talked about it. <laughs> With all due respect. Um, so purity culture was like a crazy thing. And it still kind of is like down south, to be honest. Like where you have like a lot of evangelical like communities. And listen, if you want to save yourself till marriage, you want to, even if you have had sex, but you want to become abstinent and celibate or whatever, like go off. That's all. That's totally cool. But when you get into this purity ball culture and we're indoctrinating 12 year olds, 10 year olds, eight year olds, et cetera, to make this commitment to their fathers, like they literally dude, purity balls, they sign a document together that signifies that their daughter is promising and vowing to their dad that they are not going to have sex until marriage. What kind of fucked up shit? What kind of fucked up shit? I'm sorry. If your, if your dad is that worried about your sexuality, like that's concerning to me. I, like, I'm sorry. If, if we, if your dad is concerned about your sexuality and wants to have a talk about being safe and making a decision for you and consent, that's cool. But if we have like, what kind of trauma are you carrying as a parent? If you're pushing purity ball culture, weird fucking shit, dude, they literally go to these purity balls, these little girls, they're so excited. They're literally manip manipulated into going to this ball wearing all white, feeling like a princess and promising their dad they won't have sex till marriage. It is the weirdest shit I have ever seen in my whole fucking life. But I remember vividly, I asked my mom for a purity ring when I saw the Jonas Brothers have it in like all that. Like when that was like a popping thing, I remember wanting one. Like I really do, like unlocked core memory camp rock with my purity ring. Like I wanted one. Now, did I ever do it? No, thankfully I did not. <laughs> but, um, I remember wanting it. And my mom was like, you do like, you do not need that. Like, you know, if you have a, if that is your goal, if that is what you want to do, like I support that, but like you, you're not doing that. And I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> However, um, if you're in for something, and you want to watch something that'll make your jaw drop, go on YouTube, type in purity ball documentary. There's one, there's quite a few, but the one I watched specifically is from truly T R U L Y truly TV. Um, and then there's another one. I think it's on like Netflix or Hulu. Um, is it called like the girls in white? I don't remember. It's something like that, but you'll find it on YouTube. Definitely like what a time. Oh, what a time. What the fuck? Ooh, what the f actual fuck? Okay. So moving in, to a few announcements. 
um, Black Friday coming up this week. Like Black Friday is just starting earlier and earlier. And we are just going to have to get over it because, um, sorry, Maddox um, came in here and Wyatt came to get some. He must be playing with his pots and pans. Anyways, um, so Black Friday is coming earlier and earlier. And at this point, it's like, you know what? We just got to make sure that we are ready. That, that, that's it. They, they want us on our toes. They want us a machine gun, you know, like seals. And they're like, drop down, one, down, two. They want us pedaling our feet. They want to be like, left, left, okay, right, like drills. So we just got to be ready. We just got to be on our tippy dippy toes, okay? So we have a few... Um, we have a few Black Friday announcements. Alanya Nutrition Black Friday is starting this week. All right. Alanya Nutrition Black Friday starts November 14th. This is tomorrow, 12 p.m. all the way to Thursday. Buy one, get one 50% off the whole site. Um, whole site is also going to be marked down. And then you also have the opportunity to get two new stainless water, stainless steel water bottles, which is great. Paragon um, doesn't start till the 21st. That's next Monday. So we got time for that. And then we have uh, Petula starting today. There's going to be a ton of markdowns all the way up to like 50% off. You can still use my code for that. Hydro Jug, um, we still have going on tomorrow, November 14th. There is a Hydro Jug Shaker, Shaker restock. You do not want to miss this. And I will tell you, they have a ton of stock. So be ready, but also if you're a few minutes late, you should still be able to get one if you have not already. They are all going to be restocked. Now for Alani and Hydrojug, you have to use my link. There is no code. You have to use my link, okay? Um, Fit Jeans. If you guys are looking for a pair of jeans, I've been wearing these for years. I mean, literally since I think 2000. Early 18 was my first pair. Maybe even 17 was my first pair of fit jeans. You guys can use de code Desiree10 to get 10% off their additional discounts. And that's going to November 30th. And then four weeks for gains, obviously on Black Friday specifically. And then from Black Friday all the way to Sunday, um, I am having a 15% uh, off. I think it's 15 or 20 percent off my merch, all merch on the website. That'll just be code cyber, all caps. Um, and again, I'll remind you of those, but just there is a lot going on. All right. Don't feel like you have to purchase anything. Don't feel like you need to, you know, buy and be like the coolest bitch with the newest stuff. Okay. If, if it's not in your cards right now, it's not in your cards right now, protect those financials. Okay. Don't feel like you're going to get FOMO, but if you're someone who's been really hanging on to like, Oh, I really want a pair of these, but I'm waiting till black Friday. Like this is definitely what you have been waiting for. Okay. I'll say it like that. Um, I will put all of, I, I'll put the links I will put my Hydro Jug and Alani links in the description, show notes, link in bio below. Uh, I will also put them on my um, Brunch with Desby today as well. Okay. So if you're someone who doesn't look at the show notes, which I don't know how many of you do, I don't get analytics, analytics for that, but um, I'll put them on the Instagram too. So now getting into a few reviews I have this week. All right. I watched a few different things. Number one, all is quiet on their Western front. This is a dubbed World War One movie based in like the year of like 1915, 1914, all the way to like maybe 1920. And I remember very gory, very gory. Listen, Wyatt is like this huge history nerd. While I was out winning, you know, 
awards and shit, being a great athlete in high school, while I was out here breaking records in track, going to state competitions as a high schooler, he's in the front row of history class with his fucking glasses on, shoving them up his nose so that he can ensure he is getting every little bit of history soaked into his fucking brain. Like this kid is ridiculously, I wouldn't even say stupid. Like he's so smart. It's stupid when it comes to history. He makes fun of me and roasts me for not knowing, you know, geography, but like, I'm sorry. I was an athlete. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I was the shit and I didn't have to give a fuck about geography. Like I, I got private jets taking me places. I don't need to know where I'm going. That's a joke. I have I definitely do not have any of that, but it just kind of went with, went with the joke. Okay. Anyways, um, why it's really smart at history and he loved it. And I told him I was going to make fun of him for it. And I always will. All is quiet on the Western front. If you're into history, if you're into world war one, like absolutely go off for me, it was a little bit gory. Like, and I'm not usually one to be like, ew, but it, it was just a little like dirty for me. Um, it was overall, you know, good movie. Glad I watched it. You know, good to know history. Good to know, you know, but it was dubbed. It was pretty well done. Don't get me wrong, but I hate it when the dubbed voice just doesn't match what the person you think would look like. Like the, the dub voice was like kind of a high pitched male. And the guy that he was, dubbed over like looked like more of a burly like type of man but they were like huh I was like come on guys when the guy looked like he'd be like come on guys so like the dub was like off in terms of personality um but definitely worth it another thing I watched was called orgasm inc what the fuck what in the good freaking fuck for real orgasm inc you guys it's worth watching, but it's so weird. Literally showing people how to like finger people in front of them. Like literally classes on like how to make someone orgasm in like their, the woman's legs would be wide open vagina to class, rubbing the clit, rub doing like it's wild. And then this girl ends up like it ended up being like a cult like weird dude. I don't want to ruin it for you to be honest, because it was, it was definitely worth watching and it was crazy. It was crazy. And it's weird that like people like that, like this orgasm Inc is still operating even with an FBI investigation. It's cra- just guys go watch it. Orgasm Inc. And make sure you're like alone for real. Like do not watch this. Like if your kids are still up, don't, don't even watch it with your spouse, your boyfriend. It, it's that awkward. Like it's awkward. It's not like, ooh, like I'm kind of turned on. Like, no, 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 no. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Um, Killer Sally. Haven't finished it. Started watching it. It's about a, a bodybuilder. And then his wife, who was basically she turned bodybuilder, but she was in the military um, or like a, she was a drill sergeant, something. I don't know. Two big people. She ends up killing him. Crazy, crazy story. Um, the last one I watched that I really loved was the Selena uh, Gomez documentary. I got the trial run for Apple TV because I wanted to watch that. And then Slumberkins came out on Apple TV and I love Slumberkins. So I watched it. It's called My Mind and Me. Um, great song too, if you have not streamed it yet from her, My Mind and Me. Um, really, really good insight to her. Like I've always loved Selena. Never been a selena but I've always loved her ever since, you know, Wizards of Waverly Plays, Barney, all these different like shows and small roles she had. But it was a really good insight to 
how you never know like what is going on in the background of anyone's life. And I think it just really always humanizes people that have such power and fame when you see them in such vulnerable positions, you're like, wow, like they cry too. Or like, wow, they have bad days too. And especially Selena, I feel like she just has this really kind, tender heart to her and has never really changed with, with the times, right? Like she's really, I think stayed pretty true to herself and, um, it just shows a little bit of her battle and, um, yeah, a little bit into her mental health. I don't know. I just, I really loved it. If you have not watched it, you definitely have to. A lot of people after it came out made these, you know, huge accusations about some of her friendships and relationships and all of these things. And I'm like, who are we? Like the whole point of her documentary was her saying how she never feels like she can just be her. Like she always has to be associated with someone else. It's never just about Selena. It's always her with someone else. Like maybe she never feels good enough to just be Selena Gomez, right? It's like always like Selena and Justin, Selena and Raquel, like whoever it might be. And, um, people were just tearing apart her friendships and, and, you know, Oh, her best friend looked like a piece of shit. I can't believe she's friends with her, whatever it might be. And it's like the whole point of the documentary was that she's in bad mental health. And why are we going to then tear her apart more? Like she probably feels like shit now for even putting out this very vulnerable documentary because now we're roasting her friend for no reason. Oh man, it just, it pissed me off. It irked me. So if you saw that on TikTok, I'm not shocked. Um, but that was really, really great to watch. Really love that one. Um, so yeah, that, that, those are like my biggest reviews for the week. I did watch the end of Handmaid's Tale last night. And that's the last thing we're going to talk about. I bawled. I, I bawled like a fucking child. I was, I was sobbing sobbing and the way that they kind of finalized this episode I mean honestly all in all 10 out of 10 finale for the season like literally 10 out of 10 finale I'm pretty sure there's going to be one more season I'm pretty 100% positive that was the final episode 10 out of 10 from the start to the finish it was just packed with kind of anxiety (laughs) but when 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 um, June came downstairs and she said, we need to run now, Luke, like we need to go now. And how she brought up like last time we did, it was too late. Um, That just brought such like an anxiety even to me because we know how they got into Gilead in the first place. You know, they didn't, they didn't flee for Canada fast enough um, to where Gilead then took them. Right. So being in that same position as they're walking through this train terminal, I felt the same anxiety and fear that they probably had felt the first time like the show just does a such a good such a good job like pulling these emotions out of you and um so I was like oh my gosh I'm like I'm stressed for them whatever so then Luke's like they're looking for me because he ended up killing that Canadian accidentally right they're looking for me um like you need to go ahead and get on the train and I'll be there like after, right? Like just put some space between us. So she goes, gets on the train. They're, they're like, hey, hurry up, you know, get on, whatever. So she gets the train. All of a sudden she hears over like the intercom, like, have you guys seen Luke Bankle? Like we're looking for Luke. And she starts freaking out. And you could just tell, like I started bawling. I'm like, no, 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 no. This cannot, no, this can't happen again. This can't happen again. Like they've been through so much trauma 
just let them be fucking free. You know what I mean? But of course they can't. It's TV. So she gets on the on the train. She's bawling her eyes out. Luke gets taken by the cops. You know, I'm hoping Detective Tuello saves him really is what it comes down to. Like, I'm hoping that at the end of the day, he's not going to stay in jail. Right. Right. <laughs> Anyways. So then June is has this broken ass arm carrying this baby, having to take for take care of her toddler. Now she goes to the back of the bus, back of the train. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Nicole, do you hear that? Like, there's another baby. Let's go see it. You know, trying to make light of the situation. And it's Serena. Oh my God. My jaw dislocated. Serena turns around with Noah. And June does that like one-eyed half blink. Like, are you fucking kidding me? She has this just great acting. And um, and there they are the end scene. They're looking at each other in the back of the train. I just think it's iconic. I'm ready for them to just really fight together um, and, and actually become a, a unit, right? And I think at this point, that's all they have. All they have is each other and they're fighting for their kids really together, right? I think it's going to be really great. However, they decide to pick up in the next season. Um, Janine was given over to the eyes. Nick um, punched Lawrence in the face. So then his wife Rose, who is the daughter of a very high up commander, um, is pregnant and decides to leave him. Like, I just, I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like there's going to be this huge fall of Gilead before really anyone dies. In my opinion, I think if there's anyone that's going to die, it's going to be Lawrence. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to, um, kill himself to be very honest. Like, I just, I think it's going to come to the point where he feels so hated and he knows he's fucked up so much because he's basically the creator of Gilead in general. I think he's going to throw in the towel and be like, honestly, just like, fuck, fuck this. He's going to take the coward way out. I really think so. Um, but it was an amazing episode. I can't wait to see how it ends. I've never read the books and I never wanted to because I didn't want it to take away from the show. I think the show is really well done. I'd be anxious to hear how the books are compared to the show, but um, I really like it. And I thought it was a beautiful way to wrap up the season. So, okay. That is a lot guys. We talked a lot. I knew I wanted to chat about a bunch of things, but like, damn, we were kind of going off there for a minute. Um, so anyways, a lot of really fun things coming up. Buff bunny collection party soon. Christmas. Oh my God. So anyways, let's get into the episode. I'm, I'm, this isn't going to be like super long, but it's just something that's been on my mind and I wanted to share with you guys. And it was kind of sparked from conversation on my sunscreen and sarcasm page. And uh, maybe a little bit of an update too, if you guys haven't listened to my past episodes. Before we officially get into today's episode, I did want to thank my partners better help. Because of them, I have been getting better with help. BetterHelp is an online teletherapy program. And within a 72-hour period, you can be matched with your own personal therapist that is applicable to you and what you are going through. This is an app that is directly on your phone. You're able to communicate with your therapist right then and there. And they are also going to be licensed to you based off of your location. So this isn't a, this isn't no funny business. This isn't no, you know, not qualified people helping you. These are educated professionals there to listen to you. If you use code DESB 
at checkout, you are able to get 10% off of your first month, or you can use my link, betterhelp.com slash DesB, and you will get 10% off of your first month. I've been with BetterHelp for over a year and a half now, and it has just really been a home away from home for me while I'm able to stay in my home. There's not a lot of licensed professionals near me that I would feel comfortable going to. And to be honest, I don't have the fucking time. So to be able to hop on my app and schedule a call when it is available to me is pretty huge and pretty awesome. So again, with code DESBY, you can get 10% off of your first month. And you can also click the link in the show notes description box link in bio and follow that as well. You'll fill out a questionnaire. And like I said, you'll be matched with a licensed therapist. So thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast and get better today. Okay, I need to take a drink of my coffee. They made it so good this morning. And I haven't been able to drink it because it's just been sitting here. Mm. Oh, dropped on my leggings. Okay, so it's okay to fail. (laughs) Now, what do I mean by that? Well, there's a few different things that have gone on in my life that have really led me to it's okay to fail. Specifically, just like recently. So I want to start out gung-ho. If you guys have, have been a podcast listener... Um, or you're on my sunscreen account, you know that I was in the works of starting my own skincare brand. This came about about two years ago. Um, Actually, I wanted to do it back in 2018. I just didn't know how, when, who, what. It was just an idea, right? I love skincare so much. And that's why I want to go back to school for, to be an esthetician. During this, um, there's so many things about skincare that I love, and I always want to create my own thing. Like I'm like, I would love to collaborate and have my own product, right? Like whatever it might be. So when I thought about that, I was like, why don't I just do it myself? You know, the entrepreneur in me, it's like, why don't I do it myself? So I had a partner that came in to help me. And, um, this thing, it was going to be huge. Like they, we, the partner I had is a very serious person, people in the, in the game of entrepreneurship. So, I was very excited because I knew like, I was like, I was going to be taken care of. Like this was going to be what I thought it was going to be. I was very excited. I was hyping it up. I was, I mean, I I spent so much money testing formulas and approving formulas. Like I have all my formulas approved. I have my, my products, you know what I mean? Um, but the week before Archie was delivered, they had called me and pulled out of our partnership no hard feelings, um, but like I mentioned, this partnership—they're—they're um, they're huge. And at this point, they had just basically told me, like, "Listen, we we just have these other things right now that they're just—they're—they're they're growing so rapidly, and we can't dedicate what we thought we could to the brand." So it was no no hard feelings. Like they were doing what was best for them, and at the end of the day, like that's business. That's business. You have to, you have to make those hard decisions, even if it means maybe upsetting someone who you do love. It's not about personal. It's not a personal thing. It is just business at that point. You have to really separate it. And it's not that, oh, we don't believe in you. It's we have to also take care of what we had before, right? It had nothing to do with personal, you know, oh, we don't like you or anything like that, right? So once I gave birth to Archie, it was just really tough 
to think, okay, now how am I going to do the skincare brand? How am I going to, where am I going to hold all this product? You know, I, I had thousands and thousands of units that we were going to order. Thank God we never placed the PO. And, um, what ended up happening is it really just simmered out like that. That is literally it. Like I just, I stopped working on it. And this was really hard for me at first because I was so embarrassed. I was very embarrassed um, because I talked about how excited I was for it and how it was going to be so special. And here it is and not here. And it was one of those things where I really had to zoom out and look at the big picture and realize that it's okay. It's okay to just say it didn't work out. It's okay to lose money because you, you were trying. It's okay to lose time because you spent a lot of time on X, Y, and Z and it just didn't work out. And I think like so often we get in this idea that it's, it's not okay to fail. You have to do it right or you're never going to be able to live it up again. If you, if you don't succeed now, you're never able to try again. And that's completely false. I don't know when we got in this mindset of being scared to fail. And I think a lot of it has to do with social media. I think we're scared to put ourselves in such vulnerable positions, knowing that anyone out there can see if we do or if we do not. And I want to be the person right now to encourage you to do. And if you do not, to not care. There are so many people out there that shrink themselves because they are so scared of what others might think of them or might make fun of them or whatever. Do I see any of you guys trying to make a skincare brand out there? Didn't, huh? No? Then you don't have shit to say about my failure, right? The people that have the most to say are the people that are not doing. And the people that are not doing, we do not care for anyways. And I want you to tell yourself that the moment that you start to be scared, to be scared, to be cringy, to be scared, to try to be scared. The people that are rooting against you aren't the people that you're going to see support you anyways. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Now it's easier said than done because sometimes I'll, I'll sink myself into that same mentality. Why do I do this? I suck. No one likes my stuff. My workouts suck. No one learns from me. I'll talk so negatively about myself. I really will. I really will. I've been there. We, we all do it. It's human. We'll, we'll have those days where we fall back into that. But when you do, I want you to take that lens out again. And I want you to go, who? I don't see any of, of my other friends posting their workouts. I don't see any of my friends posting their Amazon links in, in trying, right? The people that aren't trying and talking shit are the people that wish they could be trying, but they're scared to. It doesn't matter. Like you think that when I started my account, when I started Des B Fit, when I was Des B Fit, you think that people were looking at me posting and going like, wow, that's so cool. No, everyone thought that I was fucking annoying and stupid and that it was dumb for trying and that, oh, you're, you share all the time. You post all the time. No one asks you for your... Uh, clothing links knowing you know and look at me now fuck yeah they ask fuck yeah I post a lot 
and fuck yeah, I'm making money doing it. That's my job, you know? So when you get in that fear of failing, you're only going to inhibit what could be. Now, if you start posting today and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm going to take Des's advice. I'm, I'm going to start posting. You also can't expect to see the reward that day, right? It took me years to get to the point of getting, you know, X amount of link clicks. It took me years for people to finally purchase a program, right? Like it's not going to just happen. So if you get into this, like fire, you know, fired up, I'm going to try it and you go for a week, right? And in that week you're like, but no one's used my link, but no one is following me, but you have to keep going. The fear of failure in being embarrassed in front of people, I understand it's human. We're on this platform where anyone can see anything. Anyone can say anything. Anyone can be, they can be so mean to you. And I get it because it happens to me, but it's not going to stop me. One day it might, I might, I might be upset one day. Be like, I'm not posting. I feel so stupid, but guess what? I'm back at it. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving in because we all have value to offer people. So when it came to my skincare and going for that and being now embarrassed that I, I couldn't see it through, I don't have the resources. I can't, I can't just snap my fingers and have a warehouse and 20 employees and this and that. I, I have so much other things to do right now in, in my life. Does that mean it'll be the same way in five years, 10 years? No, maybe I'll revisit it. I don't know. But I, I can't right now. And that, that's okay for me to make that smart business decision and go, you know what? I, I can't invest in this right now anymore. I've already lost thousands and thousands of dollars. And that, that fucking hurts. All right. That stings. I put a lot of money into this because I was really ready to commit. Really ready to commit. And, and I can't. And I, that, yeah, it, it feels embarrassing, but then it's like, how many other people would even try? Not a lot. And, and that in itself is something for me to be proud of. I tried. I tried really hard to do something I'm really passionate about. And it, and it truly just didn't work. Is that a fail? No. Like, I think that's a learning curve. Okay, well, that didn't work. So what else can I do? And that's where I've been in talks with like Wyatt about like, maybe I just sell like my skincare, like my accessories. You know, I have those really, my really cute skincare makeup bags. I have my wristbands. I have my headbands, all these things I was sampling and testing to come out with. I have my like ice roller balls. Like I have all these things that I was prepared to, to make for candor that is just kind of like in the back seat, right? Who says I can't still use those? You know, it's still a part of my brand. You see people selling glute bands or even me, you know, I've done glute bands, I've done ankle straps, that's great. But why can't I sell my skincare accessories? You know, still on brand, like I love skincare. I'm not going to put DBFT on them. We're going to put something else on them, but I can still sell that. 
right? Like I can still, that can still be a part of my journey. So is, so is the whole thing a fail? No, it's just a learning curve. It's just going in a different direction. It's pivoting. It's being able to be fluid. And if you're someone out there who like wants to try something and scared of failing at it, no one cares as much as you do too. No one cares as much as you do. And, and you should care. You should care, especially if it's a passion. Like you, you do care. You know, you do, you, you want to see it succeed. You want to see it do good. But also like, what is failure? Because a lot of the times, are we just overestimating what our success will be? Right? If I, um, I'm, I'm going to launch four weeks for gains, right? Say, say 10 people signed up, 10 people, 10 people still went out of their way to go, Des, I want to learn from you. Is that, is that a fail just because I only sold 10 and not 100, right? Like it, like what is, what is failure, right? Because I don't, I don't think that we can really use the word failure as its literal definition in things that we're trying. Like if we're trying for something, I don't think we can truly ever fail because what comes out of something not working? Something else usually comes out of something not working. So for my skincare brand not to work, I decided to then invest in my app and get a new upgrade. So like even with that inability to push forward in the skincare brand, it pivoted me to further my current brand, right? Like that's not, so that's not a fail. I actually improved, but just not where I thought I would. So at what point, are we setting success at a different standard or, or, you know, Oh, I want to get five clients today. What if you only got three? Are, is that a fail or did we just overestimate what our success looks like? And what is success? That's also very relative. It's subjective to us. What does our success look like? Maybe success for me is like I said, let's, let's go back four weeks for gains. Success for me would be selling 400, four weeks for gains right? If Katie Hearn, just for kicks and giggles, was selling that same program, maybe success for hers would be selling like 4,000, right? So say that maybe she only sold 2,000 and I only sold 200. Is that a fail for her? Is that a fail for me? Right? Her failure for her would also be success, major success for me. So success and failure is also relative person to person. But no matter what, it also always makes you pivot into something greater. You know, we're, we're always striving for how we can change, evolve, and make something better, right? And that's where I think that like the beauty of the growth of failure lies. We can fail. We can try. We can succeed. We can pivot. We can do something different. But we're always learning. So before you get caught up in this mentality of failing, oh, I failed, oh, I'm, I, or I'm embarrassed to try because I'm scared to fail, I want you to think back to other people's failure. Think about my skincare brand. If Des tried for something huge, I can try to make a post today. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if someone can try to do something, so can you. And 
if someone has something to say about it, so be it. You know, I the same people that have so much to say are the same people not doing. And I'll say it over and over again. The people that have the most to say are the same people that are not doing. You're making fun of me for going to the gym and recording myself. Are you going to the gym and recording yourself? You're making fun of me for being a post and being vulnerable and sharing my story, but have you shared any of your stories to help people? Or are you insecure and think that your story couldn't help people and you're mad that I'm secure in my story and my ability to help? You know, I'm, 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 I'm posting a try on haul and maybe you're, oh, she's so lucky she gets free clothes. Have you ever tried? Like, I, you know how much money I put in to trying and then getting free clothes? You know what I'm saying? Like, I've paid so much money to do like trying hauls before I had codes because that's what gets you codes, right? Like, I'm trying to get noticed by the brand. If I like something, I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to tag and I'm going to tag and I'm going to tag. Look at Peter Thomas Roth. They finally saw me tag them in their eye gels and they sent me a little gift basket. That's fucking cool. So, and that took me years though, right? Like, I mean, we're going back to 2016 when I was working with like Quest Nutrition. You know what I mean? Like it's taken time to evolve to the point of where I'm at. I'm not saying, hey, you right now go listen, um, go tag Savage Fenty and they're going to send you like a lingerie kit. Probably not, right? Like it takes, you do have to grow an audience, right? But if you were to tag a small business, a small business, you know, maybe they do like keychains or a small business that makes t-shirts, right? Small businesses want the exposure. And that's where I always started. I had small businesses that would support me and I would support them back. And then I was able to grow into bigger businesses, et cetera. So my point is though, is that I wasn't afraid to fail. I wasn't afraid to put my money out there for a product that I liked and tag them and maybe look stupid because they didn't see them. Like they didn't see my tag. That's not stupid. You're trying. And in today's day and age, that's what you have to do. You have to put yourself out there. You have to try. Not everyone is going to feel confident enough to do it. And I think rethinking our mentality of what is failure and rethinking it more as what is growth is going to be important to negate those negative emotions. So the next time you want to try something, and you're scared to push post or you're scared to, maybe you're scared to video record yourself. You're scared to like put yourself out there and like, you know, be on your stories, whatever. There's someone watching. And I read this, um, there, there's two different things that I've seen go viral lately. This one, um, it, it's pretty, a pretty common thing. And I mean, anyone can say it, right? But it's, you know, don't be afraid to be cringy. Don't be afraid to try. Don't be afraid to record yourself in public. Now, I'm still afraid of that. But don't be afraid. Like, let them talk about you. Let them talk about you. Don't care. Didn't ask. Don't need your two cents. And the other one was, you'll have 10 people like your post, but you'll have 300 watching your stories. That's a reminder that they might not like you, 
but they're always watching. And I think that's so valuable because not everyone that sees your post is going to like it. And sometimes that's in life. Not everyone that sees what you're doing is going to like you, but they're always going to be watching what you're doing. So you might as well strap up, go get ripped, get that revenge body and put on a fucking show of confidence. That's going to blow them out of the water. Let them talk about it. Let them talk about, oh, she's too confident nowadays. Let them say that. Let them fucking say it. I would rather someone say, oh, she looks too confident than wanting that. That's them wanting you to be insecure. Oh, she's, she's trying too hard. Okay. So you're insecure that you're not trying enough. Uh, okay. Then just say it, say that with your chest. Oh, I'm just, I'm just mad that I don't have the same drive. That's literally what they're saying. So let them talk. Let them talk. Let them talk circles around you while you're collecting the bag and collecting the confidence and collecting the memories and collecting the confidence. You deserve more than your worst enemy is ever going to wish upon you. And by enemy, half the time, it's like they don't know you. 99% of the people that will never like you are people that will never meet you. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird to think? Like the people that have the most hatred for you are people that have will never ever meet, like will never probably meet you in your life. They just know you, know of you, jealous of you. Or they, you know, deep down, they just might have insecurities and they're like, oh, I'm not jealous of her. It's like, okay, whatever, say what you want. <laughs> you have to just be comfortable failing. You have to be comfortable being unliked. You have to be comfortable being alone because sometimes we need to isolate ourselves when we're in a period of growth because we need to protect that peace. And that's the reality. Sometimes you have to go solo. You have to go Lone Ranger because not everyone is always going to want the best for you. And as much as you would hope that you're surrounding yourself by people that do, they're not always going to. So watch for those people, watch for that energy because you deserve nothing but good energy. Sometimes people that you love will just simply be going through their own thing, right? So that's not a, a that's not a okay to just like kick anyone out who might be like giving you attitude or, you know, you might be, you might be able to tell, Hey, like that, you know, my cousin's really going through a lot right now. You know, that doesn't just mean like, Oh, fuck you. Don't, don't need your energy. That's not what I'm saying, but give, give grace, but also you vibes don't lie. Read the vibe, allow yourself to do what you need to do. Grind in silence, hustle in silence you know, respect when people, other people are also busy though. You know, like sometimes you'll have friends, you'll be like, man, I haven't heard from them in a while. It's like, well, shit, we're like, we're busy as fuck right now. You know, and you're like, oh, yeah, true. So there's like a difference between someone, you know, is always rooting for you, even if we're not like talking all the time. But the people that they're, they're, again, it's a vibe. You know, if you have a friend, I had a friend like in high school where it was just like, everything I did was like, there was always a backhanded compliment with it, you know? And it was just like, you don't actually want me to, you don't actually 
want to see me win. You know what I mean? There's room for the table for everyone. So get comfortable failing, get comfortable trying, get comfortable being uncomfortable because it's always going to lead to a greater destination and a lesson that you'll be able to carry through the rest of your life. But it's up to you. So you make the decision, you make the call. Are you gonna try? Are you gonna try and learn? Or are you gonna approach it with the mentality of try and fail and be embarrassed? Don't be embarrassed, don't do that. Thank you guys, as always, for listening every Sunday. I know we have random little bursts, but sometimes I just, I have to share what's on my mind I love talking about it. I love chatting with you guys. I love giving my insight. You guys are awesome. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcast, go to my podcast page, scroll to the bottom, write a review, leave a five-star. If you're on Spotify, leave a five-star. Send me a DM today. Let me repost your DM. Love the episode or something or get those golden gooses. Go get in the pit. <laughs> Hashtag Ares tour. Um, So I love you guys. We'll talk next Sunday. Please keep myself, Wyatt, Maddox, Archie, my whole family. Just keep us in your thoughts. Um, I would really appreciate it. Let me know if you guys have any feedback for this episode or what you would like to see next. And I will see you guys next week.